Hello and welcome to the Bryce Cast. I am Bryce and I'll be bringing you through all the action, hot topics and Call of Duty stories and news that you need to know. But more importantly, my guest this week, well-respected and loved pro player, it's Trey Morris, better known as Zero. Trey, how are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> Good. For the second time. But yeah, I am fantastic. Good. Glad to hear it as we as we kind of wander through your history here and some hot takes from it. Um, before we go any further, obviously, big love to everybody on the YouTube and Spotify. You've been downloading it like mad and following me. I love it. You want to do it and subscribe now? Love you too. The other thing you're probably wondering is what on earth is this thumbnail about? Why have I got Trey such a weird picture? Well, I usually book people way in advance. Well, I asked Trey, hey, do you want to come on? Love to talk to you. He said, of course. I made him a wonderful picture. Trey liked it. I liked it. Turns out it has too much of a hint about what he's doing in his future. So I can't use it until his future is clear to the public. Um, so in a hissy fit, I made that one. <laughs> yeah, right. you did cry about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you cried about it a lot. I liked the other one. You liked the other one. I mean, right? yeah, but you still cried. I didn't. I did have a bit of a cry. Look, when, when, when you're as bad at thumbnails as I am, Right, that's when it gets a bit you know, upsetting. Um, but all right, let's. Uh, uh, here's, here's a question I wanna I wanna quickly ask you, Trey. Your opinions on the hundred thieves thing? Big news I mean, this week. I mean, you know, if it's true, which probably is, because a lot of things going about about that specific subject. You know, whatever happens between that, it's always going to be good for the scene. You know, regardless if you're involved in it or not. Like, I don't know if yeah. I'll be involved with that team ever but it's good for the scene and that's what we want you know we want a bit of longevity of what we're doing and 100 no, bigger people coming in like nade x staying and whatnot always helps out so no 100 like for me you know it was uh it's so fascinating to to see another big name coming in obviously you know everybody's now going to try and cop 100 thieves merch again in call of duty so that'll be the race that'll be the race for that going on but um Let's talk a little bit. Let, let's dive in then, because we uh, what we've been doing recently is talking about players' careers, and I have been fortunate to have been witness to most of yours firsthand, uh, including your start. Now we we kind of discussed this a little bit earlier, um, and I'm looking at this like there's the first, the very first thing even mentioned for you is <laughs> is is Orbit. I don't remember you here. It's like I don't remember you two, until two events in with Epsilon, and you got picked up. So. What exactly happened to get you noticed by legends like Shane, Dominate, Swanee? Like, what, what, how did you get to that point? I pretty much owe that all to Dave Marsh, Urban. Uh, he doesn't compete anymore, but he's like the sole reason I actually got on Epsilon. Um, I was working with my dad, Shane, and Swanee came home from America. Uh, was actually supposed to be team with Reedy, but Reedy left me because he didn't think I was good. But we'll go. <laughs> That's another subject. <laughs> Do love Reedy, though. Boy, was um, yeah, uh, they came home from America, uh, and they wanted a, they wanted to still team so for the rest of the season. So Shane was asking about like who's like the like next best thing or some of like that, and Dave said me, and like literally said like you have to pick him up, blah blah. And yeah, that's why everything that I have now or what I'm doing right now is probably like a lot of the boost that how it happened is definitely uh, Urban DM Dave that uh, yeah they put my name forward. 
he's probably the sole reason that I actually got picked up onto that team and then here where I am today. So, oh yeah, I mean, it's my guy for life, you know. Yeah, I hundred percent, I hundred percent get that, man. Like, for me, I remember, I remember back then, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, especially in those days, right? Like that was like Shane and Swanee were not people you uh, like, just massive faces in European court. Obviously, yeah. dominate too, but Dom's obviously a more quieter kind of person, so he doesn't like shine as brightly. Even though, if I remember correctly, AW was he won a land on it. He won like, the first land of AW. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was like a. It was it was literally like a. I have no idea who you are, and then oh crap, you're teaming with some of the biggest names in Europe, like straight out the gate. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy, like <laughs> especially like because like I wasn't even like. I was working like really long summers. I was waking up at six AM, wouldn't get home till like eight eight PM. So when they hit me up, I just said to my dad, like, listen, like, I wanna do this, blah blah blah. Can I quit? And he was like you know. Oh, yeah. He was like he was like, Yeah, fuck it, do what you wanna do, you know. If it pays off, it pays off, you've done well. Yeah, and, I, uh, I I fuck with that man. You know, I, I, a lot of people find it hard for like to get support from their parents, but I had it from the get go, so um, I got fired from one of my apprenticeships, Oof. and due to playing COD too much, really, I, I'd always show up tired. Uh, so they got rid of me, and yeah, I worked with my dad, and he was just like, "Yeah, go for it." So I've always had support from them, like from day one. So you know, to see it actually pay off is cool. That that that's good, man. That's like that, that's something you're glad to hear because everybody's got that kind of story, like. Taking that leap's never easy, even for me, right? Like, when I came in, my parents were not happy when I told them I was quick. My old job to kind of, look, I'm going to try esports out. I love it too much. Yeah. Um, I used to work at my desk, like, uh, with my, I used to do a family thing. It used to be like a printer, machine minder. <laughs> never that's, what my apprenticeship, that's what my apprenticeship was. I was a printer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit, man. That print, 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 print apprenticeships are horrible, by the way. Yeah. They're shit. I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Like, I genuinely, like, when they said they were going to get rid of me, I was like, nah, like, I want to stay. But they were like, oh, you've had way too many chances. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, that's I can't. It doesn't bother me. I'll go somewhere else. Trust me. Right choice. Print, print went uh, badly. I was in it for eight and a half years. That shit was. Uh... Less fun the longer it went on, but the conversation with my dad went, I think I'm going to quit and go do something else. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> it was like a family thing. I'm like a third generation printer. Um, I, I was like, like 16 and I rang him. I rang him at that. I was like, yo, I need picking up. <laughs> it was like, why? I was like, been fired, been sacked. He was like, you, are you serious? I was like, wasn't my fault. <laughs> they just didn't like me. But yeah, end of the day, it was my fault. But yeah, you know. I get that. I'm, right, we got, we got, we got to move on with your career because I could genuinely sit here and talk about print apprenticeships for about an hour. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that's not that's not what people are here yeah. to to find out about. No. Well, I have to, I have to start a new one, a print, a print podcast. That'd be the most no one wants to know. Ever. No one wants to know what I was printing or whatever. Like <laughs> they want to know other things, you know. They do. They do. So they. We go from Epsilon into Infuse, which is, for me, the kind of where most people will have first become, like, properly, this is zero, this is where we know him from, making things on the world stage. Um, so you joined it, Marky B, PT, yourself, and Urban, who you've, who you've mentioned before. Um, what happened at the end of Epsilon to go into Infuse? Like, because that, this is a team, by the way, you stayed with for a long time. I I can't really, you know, 
I don't know how I have like a brief like memory of what happened. Uh so Epsilon was chalked, like didn't want us, blah blah blah. Um Shane went on a three month holiday. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's Sh- Shane, yeah. Shane wanted to still team with me, and he was like, "Trey, when I come back, I want to team with you. Like, find me, so find us somewhere to go." And then he he like checked in every month, like once a month. And then <laughs> by the time when he came back, it was like Infuse were deciding whether it was between Ben or me. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Dave and Mark wanted me, um, just because Dave. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dave just wanted to play with me, and Mark yeah. was happy with that. It was just all dependent on if we could go to Worlds with my pro points. Oh, um, I forgot. I remember those days. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't compete at the high enough level to earn any pro points like that much. Um, so it come down to like, do I have enough pro points? Blah blah. And I was just hoping I did, and they picked me up, and we went to. Went to America when I was my first ever time New Orleans, and yeah, I'm pretty sure we stayed as a team for was it two years. It was a it was a long time. It's a lot to break down in that in that two years as well. By the way, it was. Um, just to, just as a quick side note, and I have to bring this event up, even though a lot of people have forgotten. Do you remember the DreamHack London event? Yeah, the one that was like six people. Was it six teams turned up? Yeah, they were like, uh, you've got two months. Uh, we had like two weeks to like decide where we we're going, get accommodation, whatever. Bear in mind, like back then, like it was, that was a big event. What was it like a twenty k? Yeah. That was a big event. Yeah, that was that um, was huge. I remember feeling so embarrassed um, that event coming in, and I'm like, "This is European. This is the UK's God seat. There's six teams in the DreamHack with a massive stage." Yeah, and oh. didn't you guys used to when this because we had the CS there, like a big CS major? Didn't yeah. you guys say, "Oh, that crowd's going wild for that play," and it's like, "No, that's like the." <laughs> 5,000 fans across like the other stage of the hall. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. pan the camera around to where we were playing, there was literally <laughs> not a single fan in sight. No, uh, it was, it was bad. Admittedly, right? Because I, I told them the same thing as you just said, right? You gave us two weeks' notice. You know, London is expensive, right? Oh, yeah. People would Especially, have gone. Uh, People would have gone, like, if it had a good, good run up. It, yeah, you can't, like, plan things two, in advance, uh, two weeks in advance for London, though. Like, London's just way too expensive for, like, on-the-day things. Yeah. Way so, too expensive. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I remember it being bad. And the worst part was, the, piss, the part that really irritated me, and this is something you know, people don't know, is we had an admin staff, and we were ready to go at, like, 10 a.m., and we didn't even have a team list. I'm going, there's only like six of them. I can't, I can't, I can't start the broadcast. Give me the th- give me your fucking list. Who was it? Us, Millennium, um, Vitality. I have I have it here. Hold on one second. Uh, it was Vitality, Storm, VWS, Millennium, Team Infuse, VWS. Yes, uh, Reward Esports and Nexium Esports. Was it Nexium uh, Res? Yes, it was because Res ended up spending most of his time on the desk um, to kind of come and uh, help us. Do very little, just cover most of the time because there was so little games to go on. Anyway, we need to talk about World Finals because obviously the World Finals was like something that MLG was kind of trying out um, yeah. as, their, as their big event. It was the big one, right? Huge event to go to. Um, and obviously you guys you guys have managed to get over there. And while you didn't set the world alight, you know, even top 12 back then, I mean, Epsilon was, was no longer the European team of the time. Um you guys, you, I think you guys put on a good show. Like, I'm, I'm, Is that I'm, true? It was a wild event, to be honest. I can't remember who. I think we had Optic. 
um, optic and denial in our group. Yeah. Um, then we went last map six five of optic. So we were like, yo, we might actually be able to do so in this event because like optic were like one of the best teams. Like we were like, oh, we like we put on a good show. Like we can we can do something. And then we played denial and got absolutely. <laughs> blasted back to reality and thought, wow, <laughs> they might be the best team ever. And then I think we played Dream Team with like Watson in there. Yeah. Um but the first ever time I played High Rise S and D, I'm pretty sure. Oh um start start off the game, Dave's uh Dave's controller, like he had trigger stops and uh like a screw came out in the trigger stops and stopped him shooting. Like it jammed the shoot button, so he was just running around. Uh, we were like, end the game, end the game, and then uh, it never got ended. And Dave would just run around like he had to like punch his controller to get it working. It was mad. And then we just lost from there. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, the, you had only been competing at that level for a while. What was, it, what was it like going into what must have felt like a massive super tournament at the time? Because that's what Worlds was built at at the time, right? Everybody wanted to get there. You said there was, I remember there being a lot of hassle about pro points back in those days. Um, what was it like stepping into the world finals uh, back with the MLG? Because, I mean, they always put on a good show, right? But it's got to be more pressure. I didn't even see it as that because it was my first event like abroad. I didn't really know what I was getting myself in for, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I just treat every event like it's the same, to be honest with you. From an amateur pro to champs, you know, what's yeah. the point in going there if you're like not trying? A hundred percent, it's pointless. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I can kind of, I can kind of see like why going in that early at a big tournament would have set you up for the rest of them. I mean, the next one was Blackpool, right? EJL Blackpool, and this is this is the real start of the Infused team because you guys were were bloody at the top. Well, I would say really quite good. You were at the top for a while with this Infused yeah. squad, right? It was a long time, always competitive. You went to one EGL Blackpool. Like I said, you'd only been playing a little while. This is still AW, right? Still AW. You know, what did it mean to get that first win? What's it like actually, you know, we're the best team in Europe? Uh, I mean, we didn't really see it like that because there was a lot of pickup teams there. Um, the pickup teams was like, were good, but they weren't like actual teams. So uh, it was just nice to win some money and just be like, oh, look, I want some money. And. Um, you know, it's nice to be recognised, and you know, people thinking I'm good. That was the main. That was the main. That was the main thing from that event. You know, uh, we stayed as a team, and you know, the money, self recognition, and just like, all right, we're not, we're not bad. You know, we yeah. we we beat pickup teams, but these pickup teams had like some of the best European players on it. So, also, pickup teams back in those days weren't like because it wasn't as strict and stringent as it is now. Yeah, like people would be jumping teams every event. Yeah, Honestly, they get away with it mid-event if they could. Genuinely, like it's that yeah. bad. Um, uh, you know, we didn't really like. Oh, we were the best players ever. Blah blah blah. It was just yeah. like a, you know, we want some money. Infuse like us a bit more, and you know, everyone's got some recognition that are playing that we just won that event. So it sets you up nicely if like roster changes or you know, like in our case, no roster change going into the next game. Like you just. Spot on. No, yeah, I, I I get that. Like I said, this is a team that continues on into Black Ops Three, um, and you guys are you looking at you guys do really quite well for a good portion of this. You know, we won the EGL o London Open um, 
that was a pretty good event from my mind. You know, it carries on. ESWC was a, was probably the inter first big international of uh, Black Ops Three for you guys. Uh, again, not a bad result. Top six. You know, obviously, as we walk through Call of Duty history, right? It's always these things like, oh, top six. And I'm sitting there going, that's a good result. At the time, you were probably devastated. <laughs> you probably going to shit. I mean, to be honest, like now, now I'd be devastated. But back then, like top six, like everyone looks at you like, wow, these are like a good, a good, good team. Like you don't really want to play, especially us. No one really liked playing us because we were just unpredictable. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on after time. Um, wasn't that? Wasn't that the? The start of when people were like, wasn't it Urban's movement become a big talking point on Black Ops 3? Black Ops 3, there was a big talking point. Lots of war I, running, I remember. IW was his... Was was IW. It, yeah. We can get to that, though. Oh, yeah, we will get to that. Again, you've seen him for a long time. Um, yeah, uh, I, you know... Actually, no, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to we'll it. I'm not gonna. To yeah, I'm not gonna jump. I'm not gonna jump ship and go um, straight to a different story. Like, no, no, it's fine. Uh, again, you know, as I kind of go through here, one of the things, like, because here's the thing, right? I've been looking at everybody's list of achievements, right? Everybody comes on the show, I go through all their history, and I kind of pinpoint and, and we zone in on, on specific things. Yours is never really that bad until the end of Black Ops Three. Um, it's all like top four, top six at the worst. Um, you won something called the Awayo Masters, which I looked as it's like an eight-man military tournament. Um, you went to MLG Anaheim Open what again. Event? The Awayo Masters. I don't even know what it is. I had to what look it up. That? Um, let's have a look. Oh, it was a prize pool of one thousand six hundred euros. Is it an played... online tournament? Might have been. Yeah, it was an online tournament. Did we win that? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember total, it. You got a total of 800 euros between the four of you. Couple takeaways there. Huh? I'll um, sort you out for the day there. Okay, so here's a question I, I have wanted to ask you about this time, and it's probably one of the harder questions to ask somebody. Um, but infused, right? Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day, and... You can correct me on this, but I remember them basically taking you guys for a ride, in my opinion. Like, everybody was being paid significantly more than you guys were, but you got locked in. And there was all this uh, fuckery with contracts around worlds and stuff, if I remember correctly. Ah, uh, what was it? Didn't, didn't, I can't remember if it was you, because you may have joined a bit late, but wasn't there a thing about, like, Marky got, got locked in for worlds? Um, yeah, Mark got locked in for worlds, I'm pretty sure. At a terrible rate. Like a really low rate. We 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 weren't getting paid. Really? No, nah, for worlds we weren't getting paid. We we start yeah, yeah. getting paid. We start getting paid when we were in uh, when we joined the league, the, like the CWR. And even then, if I remember correctly, it was very uh, low. And so yeah, we pulled up. Um, like we done like a like an uh, introduction to the league, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then, like, we found out that pretty much everyone there was getting salaried, and we weren't. So, uh, we rang up our owner and was like, yo, like, everyone else is getting paid. We're not getting paid anything. Um, they were like, oh, like, you know, we'll sort something out, blah, 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 blah. We're like, well, you know, Orbit's here, and they're getting paid a 1,000 euros. Like, that's pretty much what, like, we want a bit more than that. Yeah. He's like, whoa, 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 I don't think we can do that, blah, blah, blah. But we'll get back to you. So we went up to like the officials like that were hosting it. I'm pretty sure it's ESL. Yeah. And some of the COD people were there. 
how we had a meeting. Uh, and we were like, can we not play for him, fuse this event and, you know, not join, like, you know, players like Team Marky B or something like that and then get an org after. And they were like, no, you either play with Infused and go through, like, go through this qualifier or, yeah. um, or don't play, forfeit all your matches and then go home and play as Team Marky B, but you have to play on the free online qualifiers. <laughs> okay. So, you know, who is like, yo, we'll just, uh, We'll just stay here and get, you know, we'll stay here, get screwed a bit, but at least we don't have to go through the online qualifiers and not make the league because we knew we were going to make the league if we stayed yeah. there. Um, no telling what's going to happen online. No, I get, I get that, and that's that's one of the things people forget, man. Like everyone speaks about these great organisations, like oh yeah, Optic and Envy, and they've taken care of their players for years. It's like yeah, for everyone else though, like. Yeah, we we joined, we had nothing, like, we weren't getting paid, and then we, like, go to the thing saying, like, yo, we want to get paid, like, everyone else is there. Um, like, Millennium were on, like, crazy amounts of money, like, back then, you know? Yeah. And I'm not taking that away from them, because they were the best team, you know, a lot of unreal players, blah, blah, blah. But everyone there was, like, basically getting paid, like, at least something. So when they yeah. came back to us, I'm pretty sure they offered us, like, I think it was like hundred pounds or something like that, which is like, which is insane. Just so you know, clear. we we literally we had to take it because it was either go do that or go for the online bracket. That's and the that's the thing, man. Like I didn't have an agent back then either, so yeah. You know, I mean, they making any money to pay the agent. Yeah, that's. I mean, know? that's the thing, man. Like the, those old rules, right? Where essentially an org could just basically treat you however they wanted, but you needed one to get into the into these either the and, leagues or whatever, and then they basically just had it. Like, oh, we own the spot, and the players could just go fuck that's, themselves. That's not me saying that Infuser are a bad org. They really weren't. Um, no, 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 I wasn't getting that point. I'm just like you guys uh, were in a bad situation in that. Like regard. the owner, the the owner Andy was always like upfront with us. Yeah. Um, you know, always, always told us what he can and can't do. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're going to go to some bad owners in the future anyway. But <laughs> relatively speaking, um, I, I I have a really funny story uh, about like Black Ops Three. Like halfway through the year, I'm pretty sure. Um, I had an offer from uh, Millennium and Splice, and I was playing two v two wages with Marky V, and that's when I got the offer. And I was on a stream and everything. I was like, uh. I was like, yo, Mark, uh, I'm back in a sec, got to join this, uh, got to join this call for a second. And uh, I think I was speaking to Ben, and Millennium were offering more money, but I, I wanted to team with Ben. Yeah. So I was like, yo, Ben, I'll join you, I'll get it sorted. Um, so we talked for like 10 minutes or whatnot on stream. Uh, but like, I had my audio muted in it, so like, no one could hear it. And I went back to Mark and was like, yo, Mark, get another match. Uh, basically, like, acting like nothing happened. Oh, jeez. Uh, Marky, man. Well, end of the day, uh, I messaged Andy, like, yo, like, I want to leave. Uh, you know, yeah, like, Splice, uh, Splice going to hit you up. Uh, can you can you talk to him? This was, like, one, two days before Ross Lock or something like that. And um, he was, like, he, he didn't reply. And... I found out like in the future that I'm pretty sure Mark told him not to reply because Mark obviously knew what was going on. And I think Mark, because obviously Mark didn't want me to go because like I was like a valuable player to the team. 
So I'm pretty sure Mark didn't want me to go, which I, I said to him, like, that's fair, and I don't really... It's, you know, yeah. it's still a bit fucking... Like, oh, shit, you've just cost me another another team spot. See, I thought you were going a different way with that. I thought that was going to be about the buyouts back in those days. Uh, uh, I've had, like... I've never had a crazy buyout. Um, Are you sure? I, I suppose you've never been crazily bought out, but some of your buyouts... The teams you've been in must have been fairly hefty. Like I'm pretty sure so, Andy wouldn't let you go for anything less than a lot of money. So my infused to orbit one was, I think it's three thousand seven hundred uh, pounds. Oh wow, that Which is back, reasonable. Yeah, back then's a lot, but that, this is for the start of IW, so like it's not crazy. Um, and then my splice and red reserve one. Um. I think that was like in between like eighteen and twenty two, something like that. So they're not like crazy, but for back then, like it, like it was. But there's definitely like that's nothing compared to what I've seen in the past four years. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This year included, like they you know. There's been some. Uh, there's been some mental buyouts. Like I'll speak to you off camera about some of the buyouts, especially mine. But <laughs> like it is mental what happened this year, but. You know, that's just the ruling. Um, you is. know, people, it's the same as anyone. You want the players, you got to pay for the players. Um, that's just how it is. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, right? Like, I do think one thing that's better now is that buyouts are more relative to situations. Because back in the day, it wouldn't surprise me when someone, like, five years ago, someone goes, oh, yeah, our buyout's 50 grand. And I'm sitting there going, but you don't get more than like a grand a month, mate. <laughs> like, so you take like two years yeah, of salary the, to buy you out. The buyout. I, I'm pretty sure Andy's like the owner of Infuse was just like you wanted to make his money back. Yeah, and like maybe like five hundred on top. Um, because our contracts are running out anyway. Yeah, uh, we had like I think we had like a month left, but Orbit wanted to like get announcements and stuff done. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Um, I suppose we can now move on to... Well, we can move on to two events, right? Always one of my favourite things to talk about with, with pro players. First of all, MLG Orlando Open. Again, top 12 for you guys. Um, and it's, it's it's kind of important because it's the big event before champs. Yeah. Wait, you need to talk about Anaheim for a second. <laughs> what do we get Anaheim? Top six? Uh, I think we, we talked about Anaheim. Didn't we? Yeah, yeah, top six at Anaheim. That's a, that, in fairness, that's yeah. a very big result. I believe PE hit us with the biggest like juju or whatever you want to call it. So we line up. Who we play? We play phase. We go two nil up or something like that. Yeah. And he goes two nil up. About to go third map. He goes. Ah, Would be funny if we got reverse swept. <laughs> no. Me and Mark just look at each other and go. Oh. Me and Mark literally just like as soon as we, as soon as we heard that we just locked eyes and went wait what. <laughs> we get reverse swept. All right, no, loser no. bracket game. Then we go on to play Elevate. Go 2 0 up. Heat goes, guys. Wouldn't it be funny if we got reverse swept again? Oh, no. Me and Mark looked at each other going, Are you fucking serious? And then we got reverse swept again. <laughs> oh, man. Have I never heard that story? <laughs> Oh, Mark, Mark, that, that? That, that's a minor Mark classic. We love that story. We literally love it. I mean, who so brings that out, Map 3, man? So shout out PE for the reverse sweep calls. You should have had a bet on because you've done a phenomenal job. 
Maybe he did. Maybe he's like we've just rediscovered. Well, I'd match like fixing. to see some yeah, of that money fixing, if yeah. need be, because holy, that would put me through some stress. Me and Mark just looked at him like, "Are you serious? Like, you can't say those <laughs> things. You can't." Oh man, imagine saying that to your teammates, Matt Free. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if we got reverse swept and then it happens? I wouldn't be able to look at them. Wouldn't be able. To, I wouldn't be able to look at them. Be like, oh, I've just just cursed us all completely. Me and Mark, honestly, that like me and Mark talk about that like a lot. We don't. We don't. We we never got angry about it. We just laughed it off because that's the only thing you could do. But we just laugh. <laughs> we laugh about it to this day. Imagine and if someone did that these days. They wouldn't be allowed to play with the team anymore. Kind of sad, really. Me and Mark are very. We still laugh about that, but twenty-three-year-old grown men. But <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no, that's I. I enjoy that. That's something I didn't know. That's uh, that's that's great. Uh, fucking PE. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Still a good result, regardless of the double reverse sweep, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Still, a, still a good result, especially for a European team anywhere in America, because yeah. European teams are fam- By the way, the double reverse sweep just became a European thing for years, or just being reverse swept became a European thing for a long time. Yeah, um, you know, still hurts a little bit now. <laughs> just watching, watching country go. Yes, the Europeans are doing it. They'll stop. The Americans will stop having a go at us. <laughs> Oh, we've choked it again. Shit. <laughs> Horrible. I, I think it was just because most of the time, you know, um, a lot of it was composure, you know. Yeah. Like being 2-0 up and just, you know, needing to close it out. But it didn't help that the Americans are, like, really good at uplink. So, yeah. you know, you, you lose that third map. And then... What was it? Capture the flag? Like you know, you got capture the flag, and it's like Jesus. Like, give me a break. Like, we had Marky B camping rock for twenty minutes. Oh, forgot about those days. Jesus. Pretty sure Mark went on like a twenty kill streak on uh in the league match. He, he just did. Sat, he, did. he just camped right. That back rock. <laughs> I can't, it's the snowy map, but I can't remember the name. Of uh, it. Stronghold. Strong. Honestly, the fucking the worst thing I've ever seen, and that's that. By the way, is one of the reasons. While why CTF has devalued over the years because it's still a good game type, but there are fundamental issues with the game mode if the maps and spawn system don't work because that shit happens as soon as it's easier to sit at the back and pre-aim the flag and not be punished for it. Game's chalked. I've never chalked. seen someone with the most boosted KD ever, <laughs> ever in one season of a league because he went like twenty-two and zero. Like, <laughs> like, like Mads out here gonna make a hell of a card for Marky if that was, if that was CTF's there. like thirty four point six seven KD or whatever it was. <laughs> Jesus, oh, I don't miss that. I don't because it was boring as well. That's the problem. It was boring for people playing. It was boring for people watching. Going, yeah, oh yeah, they're know, basically gonna have to have a miracle to get this bloody flag every time. Out. You, every time you ask a lead, like look at it and take it out. Like you had that gun elite play where he just world starts splice for three minutes straight, and yeah. it like. <laughs> Like this is why it's in like for moments like these, but it's like a one out of ten game. Yeah, that's the issue, right? That's I hate that. I hate it so much. People justify going, "Oh yeah, but think of the great moments." Great <laughs> if it's shit for the other nine. <laughs> I'm glad you got your social media clips out there, with a nice little YouTube video of it. But the rest of the time, we have to watch terrible gameplay. Um, <laughs> it's same, uh, like it's genuinely the same thing with that uh, with the phase match at Anaheim. Like play went on our rampage turned on me with a tempest and it's like oh my god ctf so crazy it's like i mean yeah for like 
when it's good. <laughs> one game out of 17 events. <laughs> that was almost my uh, my biggest argument against Blitz. It was like, oh, it's so tense when everybody's trading and running around. And I'm sitting there going, I've cast Blitz like a hundred times already this year. And for eight minutes of that game, it's bloody terrible. <laughs> I remember watching I remember watching Adrian on Blitz like at events. His sole like, game was to just hide cap, hide yeah. cap, hide cap. And it's like, that's... Like that's what you had to do, but like, yeah. like it wasn't was fun to it. watch. Yeah, it, it, very good. It, it just wasn't fun to watch. No, it yeah. just, it's just terrible. But, but it's, probably it was. It was, like, you... it was. it was like a hide and seek. It was, yeah. That's all the game was. Yeah, literally a hide and seek. Oh yeah, I hate, I hate Blitz with a passion. I'm glad we've finally gone past. We've gone far enough past Ghost that I could just talk about it honestly. Because I remember having cast it every time and going, I hate this game mode, and I can't say publicly I hate this game mode because <laughs> nobody would hire me. But I hated it so much because I remember sitting there going, well, for the first eight minutes, none of this is going to matter because it's going to be close as they trade, and in the last two minutes, it'll get hectic because everyone loses their freaking mind, and that's the two minutes they'll end up on bloody Twitter. Um, <laughs> Tell us where we are. Anyway, we need to talk about the World Championship. Your first World Championship. Yeah. Uh, 2016. I thought you were going to call me 26 then. <laughs> no, At 26. 20, yeah. 2016. Um, not the greatest of... I suppose endings or results. Top 16, right? Like... It's not. It's not the greatest. But if you want to take us through it, I'm trying to look here. Which team you? Uh, you're in Group F, Team Caliber, Infused, Lethal Gaming, Tainted Minds. Come out of group, so that's always a benefit. Yeah, um, nearly didn't. <laughs> nearly didn't. Uh, to elaborate. So played TK, lost a TK. I'm pretty sure. Did we lose yeah. TK three two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Vibes weren't there. Team wasn't there for that event. Um, then we played. Was it Lethal Gaming? Yeah, I think we smoked those. And then they tainted mines on Fringe Hardpoint. I'm like, right, you know, Australians, they're not gonna beat us. Um, fucking Gydra comes out of comes off top ropes, first hill on Fringe <laughs> Hardpoint, drops a Cerberus full streaks and like a twelve kill streak, and we're like. I'm sad. I thinking, fuck me. <laughs> there's no way I lose champs. Like, there's no way I don't make it out of champs and lose to an Aussie team. So I was like, we get absolutely world starred first map, like world starred. Um, and yeah, we just had to regain. I'm pretty sure we won the last map as well. Yeah, well, and... that was also that. That was the year. That's that was one of the golden years of for European Call of Duty, like uh, home wise. Because you had like this rivalry with the Black Ops Three League, yeah. and, like everyone was like, "Yo, we've been playing each other all year. Let's go and do our shit on the world stage." So everybody's keeping an eye on everybody else's group, going, "Oh, I see Millennium made it out. Hyper Games are out. <laughs> Fab are out." <laughs> so everybody's but, like keeping an eye. The funny thing was, is we got second out of that pool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, came came second, and I'm pretty sure our first game was against Phase. Yeah, he got smashed. Look at World Start. <laughs> <laughs> you did get absolutely <laughs> battered, um, because that was like, that was a really good event. We, uh, I I remember being on that big stage and just seeing like I think did we get three one or three nodes? Three nodes. You got yeah. three nodes. Remember looking across at the station and Clay's just getting hyped as like literally hyped, and I'm like, I can't even say anything. Like we've just been absolutely battered. <laughs> like we got. World star. We just left the stage. And we're like, well, I don't know what to do. 
Yeah. I can't remember who we played after that. Uh, I well, you played Optic Gaming. Oh, that was it. Yeah, we come out of groups and had to play Phase and Optic. Was not fun. And that was the uh, that was the, the the Dynasty squad as well, wasn't it? That was uh... yeah. Did we get three 0 in that as well? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh no, sorry, three one, three one. A bad three one. I think we won an S and D. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me because that was also, if we were correct, that was also the year of there was a there was like a trifecta of was it Millennium Splice and Infused, and you kept playing each other, you kept like beating each other. We needed to figure out like who eventually would come out on top of those three, and then obviously, um, well, we played at S two, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we played at S two, and so what was it? It worked out that we couldn't beat Mill. And Splice couldn't beat us or something. Yeah. So like it was just a weird it was a weird trifecta of like um we need- could like we the way that the way we, we all said that event with a went was like well I say we all like it was just like my team that said it was we beat Splice but we wouldn't beat Mill if Splice would have beat us, they probably would have beat Mill. Yeah. You know? So we were like like and we'd done the craziest comeback on Splice to win as well, so it probably wasn't even deserved at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, we played Mill. We gave him like a semi-decent game, but you know, didn't work out. Yeah, because we, ne- we never got to finish that uh, that trifecta either. That's one of the biggest unknowns of Call of Duty history is what would have happened Splice Mill first game if Swanee had uh, made it out to that champs. Yeah. Which, you know, is disappointing. Is it, was it that champs? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was. That got through champs. Um... Yeah, so that was a that was one of the most disappointing things ever. But obviously, you know, that was a very disappointing. I remember that being horribly disappointing for you guys. You like, oh, you look good, you look great. Obviously, one of the biggest teams in Europe coming out, made out of groups. Always, always a difficult thing for Europeans for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so, oh, they're the best team in this group. Well, they still struggle, still struggle to get out of groups. Um, and then you just run into two monster teams. You literally did. Literally just ran into two monsters. You ran into phase and optic. Like, what are you gonna do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's because Optic lost in groups. Did they lose a group game or is it they lost uh, their first yeah. winner bracket game? They lost against uh, Complexity and they lost their first winner bracket game against Envious. Yeah, so they got second, got put on our side of the bracket and then lost their first winner bracket game and then they had to play us. It was just not our event. It really wasn't. It really. Here's the other teams you could have played here. Hyper Games, Epsilon, <laughs> Millennium, ALG, TK and Cole. Like the, any of those teams would have been better for you to play, except them, because that was the uh, the optic that eventually. I would have played anyone at that event, <laughs> other than Phase Optic and MV, of course. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was a madness um, that event. But I mean, that brings us to a close here on on Infused and Black Ops Three. We move into the Orbit world here. Uh, Great. <laughs> we move into Orbit. You know, you rated Joe. Urban again, you know, you came with him from Infused. Um, I'm guessing this is where you like try to kind of step up in the world in terms of like, hey, this is going to be a much better like team for me. You know, these are very good players. We know Joe and Rated have done fantastic work over the last couple of years as well. For um, you know, Joe kind of like retired and went into uh, coaching. But... Our original roster was um, me, Dave, Watson, and Norton. Damn. I don't uh, think that. What, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think that would have done as well. Ah, uh, me neither. I mean, we didn't really do well as a team anyway. I, our, no, I am, I am Joe, looking. <laughs> I am um, looking. But yeah, 
I remember Joe hit up Dave and was like, yo, don't pick up them, pick up us. And I was like, you know, like, I, I, I do want to play with Nelson. Um, you know, it's up to you, Dave. He was like, there's no way we can turn it down. All right, let's go for it, do it. And then I had to tell Nelson and Watson that, you know, picking up Joe and Joe and Reese and that's that's how that team formed. Yeah, didn't didn't go well though, did it? <laughs> didn't go well. Nah, it uh, didn't. It we, didn't. As we go into Vegas, you guys come top thirty six. Yeah, lost a clinky poo and human Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's that that's is about. not a highlight for you guys. It really that's isn't. that's that's who knocked us out because I remember going onto the stage was like, bro, I'm not listening to a guy called Clinky Poo, <laughs> and he literally, I'm pretty sure we got a three 0 or something like that. Or like no, it was two. Was it two one or two nil or something like that? And then from that, I think it was from that moment forward. I was like, right, I am never underestimating anyone again because they were actually they weren't actually bad players either. No, I've, I've heard that Human Jesus a couple of times over the years. Clinky, yeah. Bro, that's the first I've really ever heard of him. Uh, yeah. but Human Jesus, I've definitely had a couple. He's he's still floating about, like he's been floating about for a while. Um, but yeah, that was not that was not a good team for you. <laughs> Never really got any better either. Like you had a couple of two K wins in Europe, which must have like, been, oh yeah, no, we're doing okay. We're winning some two Ks. Um, but... It was the um, it was the Paris event that like the ESWC that really like split our team. Well, uh, um... let, let's get to that then, because um, obviously Atlanta top sixteen, another international, not great. What happened? What happened in Paris? Because you also were representing Red there, because um, Orbit and Red uh, were basically like I think Orbit were bought by Red, or there was something, some some fuckery along those lines. Yeah, Orbit bought Red, and then we got transferred over to Red, and we were like, all right, new new beginnings, blah blah. blah like, let's make a good run here. Um, we get reverse swept by Rain Z. Did we get reverse swept by them? Actually, no, no. They were, yeah, we reverse swept them. I'm pretty sure. Can't remember. Have a look though. If we won three two, it was a reverse sweep. If they won three two, it was a reverse sweep. You know the worst thing about the ESWC events? They're always such a mess. Like, you never knew what you were walking into at those events, man. We had just <laughs> dance playing them in the background, man. Oh, was that that event? Was it? Was that that IW? Event? Yeah, yeah, that was that event. Oh, that was such so. Funny fact about ESWCs, right? Terrible production value. First ESWC I turned up to the cast, they gave me a PC and a monitor. I went, go on then, do the production and crack on with the stream. And I'm sitting there going, we didn't even have headset. We didn't even have microphones. I had to hold a headset in front of me because I had no audio. It was terrible. And it never got any better. And I remember laughing. So I sat in a... So I sat the funny in a, thing is, sorry to cut you off, but the God. funny thing is, those events were unreal. Yeah, the crowd was always great. The crowd was unreal. That that mask thing, so I don't know how much I can say about this from the Activision point of view, but I was in a cab with Acti because it was the first year that they like had actually got involved with the ESWC like properly. We're like, yeah. Oh yeah, they, so they had staff there. <laughs> and I get in the cab and he's, he's asking me about the production stuff and I just start laughing. I'm going, it was shocking last year. The sound guy was high. <laughs> it, was, it was like falling asleep at the soundboard. You see? Oh, that's a that's a funny story. ESWC, my infused team. Yeah. Uh, like the Bluetooth was messed up, like because of the new cronuses that came in. Yeah. That's when the, that's when the Bluetooth flag like came in, and like we didn't. I can't remember if we had cronuses that event. I don't think we did. I think it came in after. But um, we played Optic, and 
I think Dave got turned on or something because the controller was like very, very laggy or something like that. And um, he like threw his controller, bounced off a desk, and I think it hit an admin. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was threatening to like press charges or call the police. I remember that. <laughs> Isn't that the also the same ESWC where Reedy got banned or something, or Reedy got fined heavily because he wasn't a fan of the game? And he went uh, I think that was I do- I think I think that was IW. Was it? <laughs> I think it was IW. It, it might have always... been Black Ops. It might have been Black Ops Three. I... No, no it right. was Black Ops Three. It was definitely yeah, Black Ops Three because yeah, he played yeah. on main and was like, because they got the losers and the winners to stand up and do an interview. <laughs> that was such a bad idea. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think really got three 0 or something like that, and was like, uh, it was a it was an RC car that blew him up, a HCXD or whatever it was, and he was like, <laughs> yeah. HCC car killed me, I had flak on, game shit. And just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> ESWCs were such a mixed bag, man. Like, you never knew what was going to happen. On them. Always great, though. Always great. Yeah, it's just one of those, like, now it's fine. Like, now it's a joke. But back then, people were just pissed. Like, this is shit. Like, but, I remember yeah. pro players had to be... Uh, that Just Dance one, by the way. I remember pro players, like, being locked out of the gaming area and stuff. They wouldn't let them in. And people had to be escorted because you had to have a specific pass. And it was, it was a mess. But... What happened to break you guys up then? Like, what ha- what happened at Paris specifically? Was it like just bad vibes, bad feelings? Did you not want to play anymore? Um, I think it was a mix. I don't think everyone wanted to play with each other. Um, you know, got home. Uh, I heard B Sport. Uh, plan to leave. Um, what was it Splice for Epsilon? Um, Splice, I think it's. So I was like, I messaged Dill and was like, yo. Uh, I'll play. Like I want to play with you guys. Let me know. And he was like, "Oh, I don't know. I think we're sticking." Blah blah. blah. And then I got hit up a few days later, and they were like, um, "Yeah, we want to play with you. Um, like, let's get something sorted." So then, that was when we were going back and forward with Splice and Splice and Orbit or Splice and Red, uh, going back and forward, uh, trying to work out a buyout and. Started off six figures, and then Splice was like, <laughs> Splice came back to it. Splice came back to me and were like, "Listen, Trey, we're not picking you up if that's the case." I was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm looking around like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> like, six figures? We're in what, what was that? Like 2018? Yeah, like 2017. yo, 2017. Didn't even yo, get it. It was 2017. I was like, yo, we need to come up with something. So I went up to Patrick. I was like, yo, we need to try and work something out. And he was like, you know what? 80k. And I was like, yo, this is not gonna work. <laughs> You're not gonna pay this. And much. then and then I threatened to like bench myself. Uh yeah. Cause the team didn't want to play like as a team, you know, that yeah. like like we would have stick we would have stuck it out, but like I understand the reason they were asking for a high buyout is because they couldn't get anyone else. Um I remember speaking yeah. to Joe and they were like like we don't wanna let you go if we can't pick up someone as good as you. Yeah, um, and I was like, you know, that's perfectly fine. I wasn't trying to force the situation. I was like, all right, I just won't play. And then, like, legal team got involved and were like, listen, if you don't play, like, you're going to have to take the court. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I ain't got enough money for this. Um, so, yeah, it was... That's what that's what kind of, like, started it. Like, we just weren't playing well as a team. Um, the vibes weren't great. And, yeah, that's when I joined Splice. And that's how that whole era starts. Yeah, it's a good era. Up until now, it's been a bit shaky. There's been some ups and downs, right? Like, but Splice obviously was 
kind of like the next generation of of you on the world stage i would say right like that is kind of a more professional world for you because it means frequent trips over it's are a good good franchise a good organization and obviously they went into i believe the toronto ultra right that was a legacy team for them yeah so, so you crack in and you're with bance jared madcap and you right that's a that's a team that anybody watching this who isn't familiar with some of the history we've just been through they're going to know those names everybody's going to know those right you, you know, staples staples yeah, staples um so it went pretty well for you from what i can see it dallas open 2017 top four you must have been on top of the world i can't remember what happened <laughs> let me let me give me a just, recap let me give you a little recap i was hoping, I was hoping you remember that one it seemed pretty significant when i was looking at it um it definitely is but uh, i can't remember it well it seems like you outplaced joe urban nile and shawnee um so you may have lost a phase clan again. Yeah, it probably makes sense. <laughs> let's see. Let's see where you uh where you came through into the brackets. Um is that splice team, like I said, that splice team was always big on the world stage in terms of like, oh, we're here. C9 first round after you got out of groups. Your groups were uh you won your groups, 4 0, took down Enigma, Panda, Rise, and Era. Came straight into the groups. Ended unstoppable up unstoppable taking... from what I was, from what I can see there. Unstoppable. Took down C9, and then went on to play Optic Gaming, uh, which was a three-two game. Did we oh. lose that? Yes, you did. Yeah, did I'm lose pretty that. sure I remember that one. Uh, super close game, OG versus Splice. Yeah. Um, and then when you dropped in, it was you against Red Reserve, uh, which you took down three-one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then eventually lost to E United. I remember that. Joe was having an absolute blinder. He was playing Unreal. And then I can't remember if I had Kinetic or Camo at the time, but I remember the final hill. I just, I, I think I had Kinetic. I popped Kinetic and got a three piece to like, win the game. Yeah, but, I mean, I keep forgetting about those days where you have special abilities. Yeah. <laughs> I, keep, I keep blocking them out from my memory. I never really try to remember them. Because um, it's just like every so often. <laughs> but um so obviously like that's a that's a great start right top four at a big international for splice yeah right like that's great start. that's huge great that's huge for you guys uh can't really like, complain about that no birmingham open second yeah we, that was uh that was an event where they had cronuses but they weren't updated wasn't that also the ayamas uh the was, Ayama one? Pretty, nah i'm pretty sure nah birmingham oh, no, you're, yeah. th you're thinking yeah. of world war ii uh, that was the Cronus ones where the Cronus were messed up and we got double pre nilled best of five grand finals. Oh, no, <laughs> yes. So I do remember that one because it was terrible. It was terrible to watch. I'm sitting here going, can't wait for these two teams to play. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great I, grand I, final. I, I literally remember watching uh, Madcat's screen when he was trying to get a kill and some guy was just like sit on a corner and Dill literally just went like that all <laughs> over the place. And that's when he like jumped up and screamed, like, I'm, I can't do anything. Um, he literally couldn't do a thing. No, it was. I remember. I remember. I remember my my memory of that event. If I remember the correct one, was wait a minute. Was that the one where the trophy was stolen? Yeah, <laughs> someone stole the trophy. <laughs> someone's someone's genuinely got that trophy like in their room right now. Like. Somebody. Not, the, the the worst part about that is nobody knows, which nah, makes nobody knows. makes nobody. me think that it's not someone from the European COD scene. I feel like it was somebody just at iSeries just went and nicked it that wasn't with Call of Duty. Because if it was with Call of Duty, that would have come out at some point. People would have been like, yo, I, I would have said something. Yeah. 
So I don't, I don't know who the hell's something. got it. No, no, who's got it? I was expecting to find out. I was genuinely it's expecting. Probably, I think it's some out. World of Warcraft player just like chilling with it in the background. This is like CWL Birmingham champs or something like that, and he's gone home and told his mum that he's won world champs. <laughs> or oh, wow, genuinely has. Um, but now we move on to got to be a highlight, big European international win, stage one playoffs. Right, like this is. This is a is a historic event in European Call of Duty history. It re- it genuinely is. I remember sitting there going, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Um, yeah. But what was that like to to win for you there? Because that obviously is just a, a massive win. I mean, you know, we knew we knew we had a good team. Yeah. It was all about doing the practice and you know, finally going into that event. You know, people were saying like we were snaking and whatnot and and everything like that. But you know. We got to the event and they were like, "Oh no, snake!" And I was like, "No, we've been practicing with this for months. Like you yeah. never told us that." And um, they were just like, "All right, then fine." So we got to the event, pulled up, uh, and we just had a stellar event. Everything was going well with us, and you know it was great. You know, uh, played LG in the finals. Yeah, I made a game-winning play cool, so we didn't go last map. Uh, so we didn't go second best of five. Um, on scorched i feel like it was on scorched. Yeah. It was definitely a big client literally the last round was like what do you want to do what do you want to do I'm pretty sure ben said go b i was like i was like nah everyone rush a bombardment b and then get the bomb down and then that's what we've done and it worked flawlessly yeah and also if i remember correctly you got mvp that event i did MVP. I, have a, I have a weirdly massive trophy at my house <laughs> <laughs> like like way too big for no reason <laughs> Just the MVP, just massive MVP trophies. Yeah. So this leads me on to something I, I, I kind of want to talk to you about, and I have to, and, and don't take offense to this, right? Because I remember it very clearly from hearing rumblings. There was some serious accusations uh, of your ego being incredibly inflated after that win and getting the MVP for at least a little while. Like, I've, from what I know, it's calmed down now, but I remember for a while, like, you were kind of known as the ego in Call of Duty Europe for a little bit. Like, what, ha- I was, what happened? I was, I was definitely a dick. <laughs> I know. Um, I genuinely felt like anyone else would have been the same. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a fair way to put it, man. Like, uh, I just wanted your point of view on it because it's something I've never really asked you about. I just remember people going, End of the yeah, day, like, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't like the nicest person to be around. Yeah. I'll admit that. Um, but, you know, we just all won 50 grand each. You know, I was the best player at the event. I got MVP. Like, I didn't... There's bragging and there's being a dick. I'm pretty sure I was being a dick. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess that's something in hindsight. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, what? I mean, I didn't feel like I was being bad, but a lot of, you know, a lot of people wanted to win before we did. Yeah. And... No doubt in my mind, someone else would have been acting like me, and I would have been acting like them if I was doing this. And if it was like swap positions, yeah. So, I'm, I'm understandable get- where people come from, and it's all about humbling. And that's even though even after our World War Two year or whatever, I I don't I don't go over the top anymore. I, I barely even speak to anyone really. Like, anytime I speak to people, is in that Discord we're in. Yeah, you know, I don't you know I don't uh-huh. have an ego anymore. I don't know if that's because I haven't done anything in years, but 
No, I, I would say it just comes with maturity. I suppose, you know, yeah. like I said, the reason I wanted to bring it up, because it's always interesting to me to, to for pro players to reflect on, on stuff that happened. And as far as I know, no one's really spoken to you about that time period, right? Because, like you said, massive win international. You were MVP, $50,000 in your pocket, apart from, you know, the US tax system. Um, and obviously, you know, as far as I know, supplies were paying you a salary. Yeah, you must you must have felt on top of the world in terms of like, holy shit, I am a big deal, and and a lot of money in your pocket, right? It's not an insignificant amount of yeah. money for a twenty year old. Yeah, you know, what was it? it ended up being like, uh, I think it ended up being like forty thousand pounds or something like that. Yeah, um, maybe a bit less, but you know, the only people that done the only people that had that money in their pocket before me was you know. The old Splice team that comes second at champs. Yeah. So, and that's you know everyone everyone deals with it their own way. Did you did you splurge? <laughs> did you splurge that money? Yeah, yeah. I don't wait. <laughs> nah, I'm stupid. I'm very <laughs> stupid. I don't wait too much. But is that something? Is that something you, you're keeping an eye on now to not revisit those days of oh shit? Just just get you know just buy whatever I want. Yeah, I mean. You know, we're in we're in COD now, and twenty three. It's not gonna last forever, so I've got to buck my ideas up. You know, yeah. What was it? What was the most ridiculous thing you splurged on then? What did you What, what did you buy? Go oh, shit! I'm not sure if I should have bought this. Uh, probably my watch. Oh, what watch? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I bought a Rolex. Well, I mean, that could be. A good but that, but, but that's that was just more of a like I've always wanted one statement yeah. piece. I never like went out and was like, "Yo, like you, you need to know the time." Like I got the time <laughs> on it, you know. Not yeah. iced out with diamonds, then no. No, no. Um, you know, I bought like designer clothes and whatnot, but uh, like, I wish I didn't. Um, but yeah, my watch is probably like the most expensive. Um, just because I wanted it brand new, it's a statement yeah. piece. I'm probably gonna have that for the rest of my life. So I mean, from what I mean, don't get me wrong. I've just I went down the YouTube rabbit hole a little while ago about things like Rolexes and stuff, and they can be very good investments. Yeah, like, my my one's not a very good investment. Oh, uh, <laughs> in terms of it's not like a one to buy, like yeah. where it keeps the value. It's definitely depreciated in value, but um, I suppose if you keep it forever, right? It's a good I've, investment. I've lost right? I've lost a few grand on it, but my whole point is never to sell it. You know, yeah, and, uh, and, and I guess you know if you do keep it for the rest of your life and get occasional use out of it as a dress dress watch. Um, yeah, I I don't wear it every day. Yeah. Um, I wear it when I go out, but um, yeah. you know we'll use that as a family heirloom or something. Or I'll pass it down to the yeah. to my younger brother or something. I I suppose it's definitely not the worst thing I've heard people buy in Call of Duty. Like some people just go over the board and be like, "Oh yeah, I just I'm wearing like fifteen grand's worth of clothes." I'm like, "Oh really? That seems sensible." I mean, <laughs> I am one of those people. My shoe collection is on par with those numbers. Oh no. Yeah, but I I don't I haven't done that in like a year and a half. Um, I stopped that ages ago. So, I, I lost a lot. A lot of it is just I lost lost enjoyment in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't find enjoyment in buying like expensive clothes or expensive shoes, anything like that. Like if I see a pair of shoes, I'll go out and buy them yeah. like, if I like them. But like, I won't spend like three grand on a pair of shoes because they're like super rare or something like that. Yeah, I suppose that's again right. That's something that I feel like people take a while to do that because when you go from you know we've already spoken about the, the days got past, people like they offered you like a hundred quid a month, right? Yeah. To to this now you're sitting there going well. When you when you're struggling, you're going. Oh, finally, I've got a lot of money in the pocket. 
Yeah. I'm going to go get stuff, right? I've I've earned this money. This is my money. I can do what the hell I like with it. It's only yeah. a few years down the line you're going, I kind of wish I'd done something else with it, right? Like, very I've, 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 I've bought like sh- like crazy things and whatnot. Like, I've got like a Razer laptop now. Like, I bought that when I went to New York because I was like, yo, we're going to be traveling a lot. I can play a lot of PC games and whatever with my friends. Boom, COVID hits. <laughs> it's just sitting there. <laughs> I mean, I use it every day, but not a point yeah you know? no I, I i get it man i get it i get it 100 percent. i was playing the bet i was playing the beta on this thing i was playing the beta on this bad boys oh, damn real nice that's a nice lap that's a nice laptop Dude. i don't know I, I don't know what graphics card it's got like a 270 or something i think that's that's cool that's cool i mean like i said now we're, we're moving into more recent times with this like it's not like you didn't earn a good amount of money for the rest of the year right that was obviously the big payday but as we move into Anaheim, you know, you came second there as well. So it was like another t- ten grand in your pocket. Yeah. Um. It's not like you go. Oh, suddenly you, it's not like you've you've won and then never done anything else. Like you you wouldn't you come second to the next event. I've had um, numerous amount of second places getting out of hand now. Yeah, I can see that. I can see, I can see that on this. Um. But let's let's talk about that then because Anaheim LG got the revenge. Um. In terms of they managed to take you down there. Uh, was that was that gutting to not be able to pull off the back to back? Didn't even run through my mind to be honest with you. Like, uh, it's always gotten to lose, but like I didn't like. Oh, we didn't go back to back. It was just like I'm pretty sure we just ran out of energy to be honest with you. Yeah. Because uh, we came from loser bracket, which was not nice. We lost to epsilon. Yeah, I mean that's a st- that's a story. I, that's a story I have with Ben Bance. Oh yeah. Uh, what did yeah. Ben do? He's just an idiot. <laughs> He's just my favorite, though, so, yeah. <laughs> just well, I mean that that sound that sounds sound about right. Like it does sound about right with Ben. Um, so I have to ask, right after stage one playoffs and second at Anaheim, what happened? The next two events are top eight, including the World Championship. We'll get to, but stage two playoffs was not a good event for you. We 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 didn't have a very good event for the rest. Why was it meta change? Was it inner team conflict? Just, I think we just. I think ego was a lot of it. Um, yeah. You know. Was that the you, one where you kept changing your site? Because I remember watching that Palava go on, and you were, and people kept saying you were in your own head. And you kept changing either the red dot or something else. I was definitely in my own head. I was definitely in my own head. Uh, I was trying to find something that worked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I went from the trade force to everything was working perfectly to. Yeah, that that wasn't working perfectly, and then I tried changing it, tried finding a new thing, and never found it. And I was just in my own head. And then I'm pretty sure all the rest of my teammates were getting affected by it, or were getting affected by something else, and we all just started playing like really bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we had a roll swap as well. Uh, we played Epsi for like a week straight, and then we kept losing scrims, so we did a roll swap. And then they, that's when I came off a of main AR and I came, became a K bar for the rest of the year. I can't remember the K bar. <laughs> which I did, which, which, like, in hindsight, none of us agreed with now. Yeah. Um, people didn't really agree with it in the team, but it was, like, kind of, like, forced upon. So we just went with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things in hindsight, like, obviously, I, and I suppose, right, 
in the current climate, it makes it more sense when coaches, because coaches probably would have been like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Like, there's a yeah. there's a wider picture here. But when you're all in that environment, there's just four of you trying to figure. You know, it when out. you're when you're losing like majority of the maps to a team that you shouldn't be losing maps to, yeah. or like where we well we thought like we shouldn't be losing maps to because we didn't lose to them. Um, and that's not saying they're a bad team. We lost to Anaheim, but like our our as far as our expe- expectations went, we were like, we shouldn't be losing to these. Yeah. Like we 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 are we're champs. Like come on, let's sort it out. And let's never talk got about champs. Then. Let's talk. Let's talk about your champs because your champs didn't start off too badly, right? Like it wasn't wasn't terrible. Second in groups, which you know, first would have been better. Should have been you... first, but we played Ghost Game and we threw smokes everywhere. Like we ran smokes in IW. <laughs> you ran into a hill and Lacefield would smoke the floor. That's the event where I had to knock one of my best friends out, Mark, because of them. Yeah, oh yeah, Millennium, yeah. I forgot about that. It's not saying I wouldn't have won anyway, but like it just felt worse because we had to win. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him being kind of devastated and you did that. <laughs> I did. Um, so you come out of group. I mean, it would have definitely been better to come out top. You would have played C9. Instead, you had to play Optic Gaming. Um, I'll hold my oh, hand no, up e, for sorry, that. Uh, e, you played EG first. I'm pretty sure I won that. Uh, yeah, 3 c 3 3 uh, yeah. And then again, right? Because I remember watching the OG Splice game. Hell of a game, by the way. If I remember correctly. Hell of a game. There was a lot of things that screwed up in that game. Uh, we choked pretty badly in one of the hard points. Yeah. Um, you know, I take the blame for like fifty percent of that, maybe maybe less. Um, I rotated early. I sat in this god heady. Dill was like, "Don't chow, don't don't chow, don't chow." I chowed. Uh, oh no! Got world starred by Krim, and then I'm pretty sure Ben camoed and done a really bad camo play. Like he camoed around a truck, didn't see anyone, and then couldn't get a kill. Um, so I don't know if that's like a bad play on Ben's behalf, but like it's unfortunate. And then yeah, that's how. Then we just go into S and D. I'm pretty sure every European knows that when you lose a game like that you're probably hopping in the next match pissed off and then yeah. you're probably not gonna win i'm pretty <laughs> sure we played it close so i think it was six four yeah it was it was i remember watching it. that game was so good by the way i was actually casting on a different stream but they had it up on the screen and i got in a little bit of trouble because i wasn't watching the game i was casting i was watching that game because it, it was so it was good a, it was a really good game i remember i think really there was good. a one of the defining players i remember being jerd doing something mentally in mid-map like he went, he, he duked somebody and then boosted straight up. Like Jared was unreal, you know. That's he, he is one of my favorite teammates I've had. Um, when we teamed, it was, you know, yeah. Jared's very like keeps himself to himself, but once you get yeah. to know Jared, he's like unreal to know. Yeah, and you know, I, I suppose I'll ask I'll ask you this actually on, on a slight tangent about Jared. Been a few uh, rumblings on the old Reddit. Uh, recently about him uh, probably because he's so quiet right but like people were like highlighting his old game right on there right now is is a thing like way back in Black Ops 2 with him playing and he's dropping like 57 do you think people overlook Jer? do you think they talk him up too much like what 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 is what is it about Jer that makes him such a unique player because he's not one to ever really toot his own horn like ever I think he got a lot of his gas from like Black Ops 2 you know Europeans yeah. beating you know they were a part of that Mad, mad, like point club on uh, impact. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. The definitely the the start of the hundred point club. Yeah. Um. And you know he's always been at the top of his game ever since, and that's why he's highly regarded. 
Um, you know, he's had a rough, I want to say, year and a half, but, you know, it's all about how you bounce back. Yeah. Um, I got dropped to New York. I came back. Um, you know, I have no doubt in my mind he can come back and still do what he's doing. I don't, I never played, I haven't played with him since Splice, so I don't know if he was doing anything wrong anyways. That's fair. I think um, that's fair. It... So I so so I can't really speak on it half. Uh, I just hope he's, I just hope he doesn't quit and carries on doing it because I know he genuinely has it in the locker. Yeah. Um, just you know, whether he does it or not. No, I I, I and, I, and I, tr- I truly want him to come back and me too. You know, I want to see. It. I want to see if he if he, he genuinely different locker, Yeah. He genuinely, he genuinely is like one of my like top five, top four teammates. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I've always heard good things about Jared. Like yeah. from team obviously I've never played with him. I've never been even remotely good enough to, <laughs> to get an eight lobby with him. Um like him. just to just to finish up the, the championship here. Uh beat Splice when you dropped in the loser black beat but sorry, beat Splice, beat Epsilon, three two, yeah. close game. Uh and then LG again. Luminosity gaming appeared. Back then back then we didn't have VOs, so you know, we walked into a walked into a series of two of our worst maps. And it was over from there, really. You know, breakout hard point. We couldn't win one the whole year, and precinct up link. You know, couldn't play it. Like we weren't very good at it. So, yeah. you know, we looked at that series and we're like, I remember Dill said like, "Yo, good luck." <laughs> like, you know, we we knew we could win, yeah. but it was all about like, you know, it, it would have been a lucky win if it, yeah. if we did win. Uh, and then at the end of the game, Dill was like, everyone shoot your guns in the air. You know, shout out for not playing this game. And everyone just, <laughs> everyone just looked up, started shooting their guns. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that completely. I suppose we better move on now to uh, Red Reserve. Back in uh, the red. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Joe rated Josh and, of course, yourself. Yes. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? Obviously, it didn't end particularly well. But the red didn't reserve. Go bad. I didn't go bad. Uh, the red reserve team certainly made a name for themselves on the international scene. Back into New Orleans, obviously, you know Dallas Open, not great, top twelve. Um, but you know, going through some of your results, right? New Orleans Open, fourth. Dallas, Atlanta Open, second. Like you guys were also. By the way, if I remember correctly, this is where you start becoming a bit of a silver surfer, uh, <laughs> like more of a silver surfer. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up, but it's true. Um, like things were clicking with this team. You were doing well. You were like that's weren't when... the best team on paper by no, no means. Not even um, by no means had you know the slaying department, but yeah. you know we definitely outworked and outplayed majority of teams we played. Yeah, and, and that's the re- that's the sole reason we won. We said it to this day. Um, a lot of people looked at KDs and like everything like that. We we'd finish. You know sometimes. Me positive, sometimes Reese positive, and majority of time under one KDs and still come away with a three 0 win. Well, this is where you you kind of your team had a it's in my mind two rivalries with Red Reserve, right? You had obviously Optic Gaming because the games were always great, and I don't know why the games were always great. Um, yeah, people just loved watching Red Reserve Optic Gaming, and obviously yeah. Rise. Right, like, because they kept you in finals, like. But that's the trifecta that we never got to see, like us, TK, and Rise, yeah. like for the majority of the year. Like, we beat Rise like once or twice, 
and then we couldn't beat TK. Yeah. I I I don't get it. It was what, mad. Like I said, it, it was it was it was crazy because you guys were always on the cusp, and like everyone was like, "They're gonna win this event. They're gonna win this event." Yeah. Uh, and obviously, and the other thing was always playing optic. Why were the optic games so good? Because I just remember, obviously, like the one of the big things is everyone puts eyeballs onto an optic game. But that year, it was about you lot versus optic, and nobody really knew why. It was just always that, uh, mental. Like that dynasty. If that game wasn't a thing, they'd have still been unreal. It was just that game. They didn't. That team wasn't very good at that game. Yeah. And but they were always unreal because they had they still had the slaying. Yeah. Um and that's why our games were always unreal because we'd lack in slaying, but we'd always make a right play and get that one kill that's needed to be made. Yeah, I and, get that. You know, it's optic. Every all the eyes are on you when you're playing them, so that's you why get, those <laughs> Do you ever get much hate in those days? Like Social media wise, nah, those? not really, nah, because I was good friends with the optic lot, um, and a lot of the fans knew that. So as long as I weren't disrespectful to them, they weren't really disrespectful to me. <laughs> just, ne- just never shoot a body. Just never shoot a body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, literally, shoot Scott's body, mate, and you got death threats. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad when that happens. Um, but like. I mean, the team stuck together, right? Like, it was going, I want to say, reasonably well for you guys. Like, good results. Obviously, a bit of a mixed bag. Birmingham Open, one of them. Um, Yeah, we don't talk about that event. (laughs) Horrible event. That is the asterisk one, isn't it? That's the. Uh, yeah. I mean, the crowd was great. Everyone's unreal the crowd. 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 Unreal crowd. That was that was the most fun I've had watching uh, Call of Duty. Uh, I think that's definitely one of the memorable things. Watching the final splice luminosity, and everyone just. Going berserk every time Splice made a kill. <laughs> it didn't matter, just yeah. erupting to the fact that you could see the players weren't able to concentrate because they were smiling so much on main stage. Um, it didn't go quite well for you. Uh, no. Early exit. What was the, What was the issue? Like, couldn't fucking play, Bryce. <laughs> is it? Was it that? I had slow turn about... the whole fucking time. Was that? Or is it including the monitor problem? Or, or what? yeah, that was it. Talk to me about it then, because this is obviously... We got second, then came last. <laughs> All right, yeah, I got that part of it. I mean, like, for, a, for the people who don't understand playing at your level, or t- take me, right? I am not an incredible player by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. What, why was it such a change for the players there? Like, how, how did it all come about? Like, Because people must have noticed it with these monitors and whatever happened. I mean, you know, we just didn't play on the peripherals that we usually play with, you know, monitor. Uh, you know, I, I think it's always weird going to a UK event and using their Cronuses as well. I don't know why, but it was. They've been shipped over before. I know they were, because there was also it, that. It was always weird, though. I don't get it. It's like they reset themselves in the aeroplane. <laughs> or, even better, I remember that same one we talked about, the uh, the... Trophy being stuck. I remember the Cronus is not being delivered as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> we could only use them on main stage. Only yeah. had ten. Always, that's always a fun thing to find uh, out with these players. Yeah, it was just a monitor issue. I'm pretty sure, but yeah. it was also our issue as well because we didn't care. Yeah, because of those issues, we were like, "Oh, this event's chalked. Like, we don't care." 
when really we should have done what Judd and all the rest of the guys were doing on Splice, where they were just playing, 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 getting used to it, getting used to it, getting used to it. Instead, we all just, you know, didn't care about it. Had an asterisk. Yeah. Do you think that's that's because that's happened more than once, even in recent memory? Players not fully committing until like they think they're ideal. I remember think was it Aches in the patch? He was waiting for a patch to change the game. Or yeah, something. He didn't, he didn't, they didn't scrim for months on end. Yeah, and it punishes you in the end. Like, yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we'll move past that event. Uh, <laughs> stage one playoffs, fifth, six. Seattle Open, seventh, eighth. And That's then... when we made a roster change. Seattle. Oh yeah. Is that uh? What happened to Beastport then? What is that? Is that just something you're like? Oh, we need to we need to find our form again. So I'm pretty sure it was just slaying power we're looking for because we had the right pieces and uh, we came 12 for that event. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and our oh, eyes were top eight. Top eight. Top eight. Bad, All right. Yeah. Our eyes were on Matt. Like yeah. scraps. Wasn't and... wasn't that the period everybody's eyes were on Matt though? Was that that? Period? So Splice Splice were going to pick up Matt after Birmingham, but they got second, so they stuck. And then yeah, that was a mistake. That's when we that, that's when we swooped in and picked up Matt. But I remember after that event, I remember Joe messaging me. Yeah. Because um, Joe was the person that I've always liked, liked teaming with. And I liked teaming with Josh. It was just, you know, Joe and Reese, they're never going to leave each other because, you know, they were the duo back then. Yeah. And, you know, I think Reese and Joe were to keep me in and get rid of Josh. So I remember Joe texted me. He was like, uh, so what are we doing? I was like, I don't know. What are we doing? He was like, uh, like you don't want to play with me do you and i was like what <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like texting him while i'm taking a piss you know like yo what the hell like this is mad just like no i want to play with you what what you want about he's like it's me or josh I'm like oh shit <laughs> oh damn i'm like what you on about we literally spoke about this like you know we're gonna drop josh like that's what we spoke about yeah um like after the event when we lost, uh, Matt was like, you, you, it, if we didn't pick up Matt, we'd have, you know. I think what really, like, we just missed some slaying. And that's not to say Josh can't slay, it's just, just missed it. You know, we missed like a hard slayer because we had all the right pieces. We just missed that one person that could just go around and yeah. make more kills. So we had to get rid of Josh. And then that's when we picked up Matt. Yeah. And it went fairly well obviously like he was a uh, always going to be a big kind of player for you guys top three at stage two playoffs we go into champs again you guys are such a hot prospect once more red reserve um and like what so this because this is a more recent champs right and this is i feel like this is one of the ones where people are definitely looking at red reserve to do serious work and european you know, history and everything, you know, kicked in once again and said, hey, maybe not. No, we but, just got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's how that's all about. We literally that's... just got smoked. We that's lost to we... United that we shouldn't have lost to. Yeah. Like, we never usually used to them. Uh, and we lost to LG, which we never should really lose to, especially our, our form that year. Like, you just don't think of it, but we did. That was it. We just got smoked. Do you ever, as a, as a player, look at some of these bracket runs other teams get, and you just think that could have been us if we had a slightly different, like slightly different, just a, if we didn't have to fight juggernauts constantly? Yeah, um, that yeah that year and Black Ops Four champs from our phase team. Yeah, 
Yeah. My face team were my face team were a top three team, top four. And we went on the harder side of the racket. Like we can throw, but you know, I I you know, I don't want to do that. I want to win every game that's in front of me. I want to win. If I'm gonna win, I'd rather win the harder way than the easier way. Yeah. But it all depends on how it works out. You know, I don't I don't want to choose where I go. You know, if if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. I'm still going 110. Yeah, no, I I get that. I fully get that. And that kind of moves us into Black Ops 4, right? Um, yeah. The the start of 5v5, you pick up Ben Bantz. Um, yeah. Everybody thinks that's the dream, right? That was that was the dream. Didn't, it did not. Should have been. Not go down that way, unfortunately. Um, <sighs> basically off the board, for anybody listening to this, um, Vegas was a, was a mixed start. Top 12. Um, qualified for the Pro League. Obviously very important. Um, Fort Worth top six. Wait, we didn't qualify for the pro league, did we? You qualify for the pro league qualification. It's just pro league qualifier Q. Uh, there, was, there was like a pro league qualifier that we that we got through on. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So so yeah. So the Vegas was it? Vegas yeah. was a different event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was the, the the qualifier which you got through, and then you went to Fort Worth top six. It looked pretty good for Red Reserve right at this point. Um, unfortunately, this is a part we have to talk about, which takes away from the gameplay because there were mitigating factors with Red Reserve, and we will have to cover. We've covered it before. I know I've spoken to you this about before, but people who who may not know, um, Red Reserve are a terrible scumbag or who stole the money and and lied to you essentially. But I suppose for people listening, like to to recap for from your point of view. What on earth happened? Because they owed you so much money. Like, so, so much money. I'll go for it, like... So, Ben... Ben wasn't as confident as he was back on old teams. Yeah. And that's where our confidence of Ben went. And then he had a good Alice, but it was like, are we going to let that stop him being dropped, blah, blah, blah. And we ended up dropping him... And then the same day, he was like, no, nah, I really want to show myself at the Pro League. Like, please give me one more chance. He was like, all right, that's fine. I uh, went to the Pro League. Um, and then that's how Ben was, like, going to get dropped. That was quite an emotional drop, if I remember. Like, that period, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of high feelings within the team. Um, yeah, Ben, especially with Ben. Ben's everyone's friend. Ben's, like, one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, dropping Ben is not someone I want to do because I've always wanted to play with him. Like even this year, I try not like even when I got benched on New York, I try going to Toronto because I want to play with Ben. Yeah. Um. You know that's what I want to do. So. You know I never really wanted to drop Ben. But that's just that's just how COD is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get. That. And obviously, like, no, I, you know, it doesn't help no, with the red situation. Yeah. So we pull up. We get to the uh, we get to the league, and then that's when we find out that you know. Red didn't pay us. Then she said, "Like, yeah, we're we're broke. We're not gonna we're, we're not gonna be able to pay you." So we're like, so they took they took your prize money, right? They took yeah. prize money off you guys. Well, they so still... they used our they used our prize money to buy Matt. Right. Matt was Matt. Matt was like an expensive player because yeah. that's when the times where you know you want a player, you need to pay start paying money for him. Yeah. So they used our prize money to get Matt. With the, world, with the on on, the on World War Two. Yeah, but you were supposed we, to be paid back that money, right? Like, you were supposed to get yeah, that money back. Yeah. 
so we get to we get to the you time where we get to the time at the league. You're living, about, in a, you're living in a red reserve house, right? Living in Vegas. Um, we're getting to the point where. So we're twenty k prize money, thirty k salary. Because you're getting paid ten grand a month at that point. Yeah. Um, we're getting told at Christmas it's going to the next day. Boom, next day arrives, nothing's there. Boom, like carry on, carry on, carry on. Same thing, same thing, same thing. And we finally get a call saying like, yeah, like we can't pay you. Blah blah. I was like, okay, let us go for free with a spot. Yeah. So like, now we're trying to sell the spot and pay you back. <laughs> we're trying to sell the spot, pay you back the money that you're owed. We're like, no one's gonna do that. Yeah. No one's gonna pay for that spot when they know their players aren't getting paid. And you know, isn't this also like because you were living there, right? Did you have to move out? Because I know I put a lot of stress uh, on a lot yeah, of the players. Yeah, uh, so they didn't pay rent either. Uh, rent was due. I think it was in debt by like twenty six grand. Jesus. So well, we were all out like just. Living? Drink it, yeah. We're, yeah. We're literally just drinking and gambling our like literally lives away because we know what situation we're in, and that's when we go to the league. And he's like, "Yeah, we're not going to pay you anymore." Blah blah. blah. And we're like, we're, "But this is when we asked Patrick. Like, Patrick is the rent like paid for for the whole year?" And he was like, "Yeah, all done." So we're up there. I think Ghost Gaming wants us. We're like, yes, we'll sign with Ghost. Well, but Patrick's like, nah, you're not going for anything less than 250. Like, Patrick, like, you don't have that right. You haven't paid us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we ended up not going to them. And we got back. That's when me and Matt are like, talk about joining FaZe, uh, taking the red spot to FaZe. And then that's when Denial hops in, you know. Yeah. Takes that spot. Yeah. Yeah. Joke that was, um, yeah. We, I, I was out with Matt and Kurt, and then Matt went somewhere. Matt, I think Matt went back, and then me and Kurt are at the bar. Yeah, but we do a bit of gambling. Uh, come back and uh, come back in an Uber, get a call from Patrick saying, like, Yo, you gotta move out tomorrow. He's like, Yo, what? Why? He's like, I lied, I haven't paid rent on the house, it's like 27 grand. It was like wow so we're just sat there me and kurt get back we are like we just like literally get sobered up from a phone call we literally just sit there and go wow it is it is one of the the worst thing i mean there's been a lot of crap i've heard in in esports over the last decade but and i think this is why i've been so angry on twitter it was not recently last six six months ago um because apparently orbit came back with patrick and red reserve sold to somebody else um no, no mention of ever getting that money back, by the way. But for people wondering, because it was the Swedish courts and they they went for bankruptcy and the creditors and so on and so forth, even with the amount of money we're talking about, which I think I worked out was like a quarter of a million, like something stupid like that, like a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. Um, there was just not really a recourse because they just declared bankruptcy. And obviously, yeah. what assets do they have? None. Um, Patrick tried to come back into, into eSports with Orbit, by the way. And I think he should be ashamed of himself. And should never be allowed to retire. I don't, I don't care how nice Patrick is. I've met Patrick. I've had conversations with him. Lovely on the surface, but to lie and put people's lives in jeopardy like that, in he, terms of like, he um, also went on a podcast. Sorry to cut you off. He also went I'm, on a podcast. I'm, I haven't heard this. He also went on a podcast. I think it was like a few months ago. It was like basically lied 
about a lot of things that done with us and you know we ain't got anything to lose because we already lost 50k like we are not gonna lie about that you know what i'm saying yeah so a lot of the things that we like everything that we say is true they also blame if i'm correct red reserve put out thing saying you guys' salary was too high like they didn't negotiate the salaries it's it's disgusting it's genuinely disgusting I, and i will you know i don't i'm not fucking any sort of power myself but i will always bring this up whenever i hear him in esports again because as far as i'm concerned he conned people out of a quarter of a million lied and you know basically made your guys life hell you know, it's, it's I, a disgusting situation i give i give him 100% of the shit because he's the only person i could speak to about it yeah, and i, I know that like he, he i know, I, lied, I know it would have been better yeah but. that's what we said you know don't lie to us but then it, he was like i right, the, the people at the top lied to me. It's like, okay, but... You know, I don't 100% blame Patrick. I just blame him for lying. I know there's pe- I know the people... I know he didn't have the... I know he's not the one that had the money. You know, he was giving us money out of his own pocket from what he said. Um, Still, man, like... You know, end of the day, just admit, like, just admit that it's gone. Yeah. We're well, not going to be angry. I'd rather... I'd rather get told, like, listen, you're not getting paid the money. You know we're bankrupt. Like, go find another home. Disgusting. That's what I'd have disgusting. I'll never. Yeah. I. I. You know. You, you say as, as. As. However. Obviously, I've never heard that Patrick stuff. But yeah, he was front facing. He lied. Fuck him. As far as I'm concerned, I never want to see him in esports again. And I haven't seen this podcast. I wish I had, as I would have brought it up again. But I can't. It, remember, I can't remember whose podcast it was. But um, you know, they wanted to get his side of the story, and you know, every you know every story has two sides. Apart from our one, because well, here's here's the here's the truth. You guys were owed an incredible amount of money. You never got paid back. There is, is the, I don't understand how you can justify that. That they, you know, they it's, 50, it's fifty k. You know, Ben was owed twenty. Matt was owed thirty. Me, Reese, and Josh. Me, Reese, and Joe were owed fifty. Like, that's ridiculous. It's it, it's it is ridiculous in every sense of the word to sit there. And go, oh yeah, well you know, oh the players were partially to blame, which they put out in a tweet. Oh yeah, we made some bad decisions, yeah. But then you've cost three people. You know, you don't as, as a pro player, you don't know when your career is going to end. That's a that's a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, it's Jake Lucky, was it? I'll go watch that podcast. Um, but it's it's madness. Imagine that happening today. It'd be it'd be fucking way more mainstream news. I feel like that always went under the under the surface yeah. in the wider esports community. Um. I hate it. I hate it so much. We need to move on. <laughs> Let's talk about FaZe. Um, I'm just going to sit here and be angry about it. Um, so you went into FaZe, and this team this team looked pretty good. I mean, not in the start. London was not great for you guys, but you guys are certainly towards give the me end a, of it. Give us, a, give us a fucking break, Bryce. <laughs> I'm moving on, man. I've got to move on. Bro, give us a break. The game glitched, and they magically... So this is what annoyed me. The game glitched. It gave LG the win. Yeah. And then... Would you believe it? Three days later, a silent patch comes out saying they fixed the issue. Oh, they don't. They they don't say they fixed the issue, Bryce. You find it out yourself. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it's true. Um, that is that is very true. I mean, fortunately, the rest of the year went pretty good, and people were very hyped up about this phase roster, right? A combination. Um, by the way, look, look at the players in this team. Like this phase roster. Always was always going to do well. Zuma, Celium, Asim, Scraps, and you, right? Monster team, monster team. Um, and you know you came third at the playoffs. Uh, you had a great time at Anaheim. We get to the World Championship. Um, 
and I feel like you know, yeah, we try to do it. We try, uh, uh, like, be blunt with you in it. We we tried doing too much. Was it like uh, you too much? Like, just believed you were, were like, oh, nah, yeah, we, nah. We, we 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 played, you know, we played wreck and tried countering, like hard countering, like really like changing our strats, trying to counter theirs, and you know, yeah. it doesn't pay, it didn't pay off. It hasn't paid off, you know, when we done it before, and it won't, and it doesn't pay off. Um, you know, we had a plan of hard countering instead of like just you know, we'll counter a few rounds or counter this, counter that. We we literally counted everything, and it didn't pay off, and. One of the big was... regrets of your career, like that. What, that trying to hard counter that, or yeah. well, just I that mean, champs? I mean, don't get me wrong, there are many, obviously, like red reserve and that sort of stuff. But like this, there's this gameplay because then you end up going in losers against hundred thieves who made a ridiculous loser bracket run. Like, yeah, and we should have so beat them too. Yeah. I don't... I'm not gonna lie, I don't really have any regrets regrets in my career, to be honest with you. I've, uh, you know, whatever I've done, I've done. Yeah, you know, no, no changing it. it. I get it. I remember being, I remember saying, like, surprised Faze had done that badly. My uh, my only regret would be, like, not regret, but my only, like, I wish I thought more about was joining New York. Let's talk about that, then. Let's talk about New York. Like, well, then. Um, going to Modern Warfare, it's the franchise year, right? You you end up on New York, of all teams. Yeah. What, what happened in New York, Trey? Like, what, it's quite simple. Like, what on earth happened? Because... That team looked pretty damn good on paper. Um, you were obviously a main part of that team. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll put this bluntly too. You know, there's not really much to go in. There's no in-depth detail or like people hating each other or anything like that. You know, Donnie didn't like the way I played because we already had two slow players. You know, mm -hmm. we already had Lamar who's a main AR. We had Dill as a flex. You know, I've got to do one or the other. And, you know... It was. Pro I think it was just getting to me the amount of times that like we were just going back and forth about stuff. Like one one time I run a sub, one time I run a smoke, one time I run an AR, you know. And end of the day, that's my own fault for trying to do too much and trying to like make everyone else feel comfortable. Yeah. And you know that's probably one of the main reasons I got dropped. But no, there was nothing to it. No one hated each other. I still you know speak to Donny. I still speak to all of them. They're still like friends of mine. A lot of the community didn't like that much. Myself included, I was like, what on earth is going on? Like, and, you know, they brought in Mac and, you know, he turned them around. I even tweeted it. Like, I ain't salty that they picked someone else up. Well, I mean, you know? I wouldn't be salty because you went on to have a pretty good damn time yourself, right? You went over to yeah. the London Royal Ravens. Um, yeah. People love to see you over there, obviously, you know, UK boy yourself. Um, first event, crack in. Second at Seattle. Like, you must be sitting there going, fucking the problem i mean i'm still okay <laughs> like you know what i mean like <laughs> i know i just do some weird shit when i change teams i don't know um was that was it vindicated like did you sit there and go thank god for that like because because nah, that could I, be bad like nah, it just you know a lot i lost a lot of money making that like transfer oh yeah you know, a lot of people think that I seen a Reddit post that like, oh, you know, London don't pay their players very well, blah blah. Trades on this, like, they have like nine people on a roster. Also, well paid players. I don't know why they. Well, where that's, yeah, they were they, were they were all well paid, and you know, I can't expect to. Like, I was making I was making really good money on New York, and then yeah. I went down went down to London. I wasn't making you know nowhere near what I was making on New York, and that's you know that's the reason like people thought that like. 
when I said that, um, people must have got the wrong idea that like I was upset about that. No, I chose to make that move. It was a risky move, and it paid off. It what it what it, that one benefit I will give you right is that when I found out the circumstances for you, a, a full credit is you knew and you oh, we've spoken about this. You said, "Yo, like I need to play. I need to play." What was going through my mind was I'm just sitting there rotting away. Three months go by, rotting away, and I know I can play. Yeah. Um. And you know I got that offer, and it come down to me speaking with my agent and be like, you know, you're gonna lose eighty plus thousand making this move. Do you want to? Do you want to lose 80k or do you want to make 80k and then hope something comes next year? I was like, I mean, I need to play. I need to make, I need to, you know, make a name for myself again. I need to prove to myself and everyone else that I've still, still got it in me to win or at least prove I'm still one of the best that can still play the game. And it yeah. was a no brainer for me. Yeah, I, I suppose when pro players, they just want to play, right? Like, Sitting again, it's, you just want to play. We all we all want money, yeah, but we all want to play. And I wasn't guaranteed a spot next year if I just sat on the bench. Like I'm pretty sure there's not many people being picked up now, especially with the game went four before that was on the bench. Yeah, I mean that's fair. And let's face it, right? It, it you took a risk, and boy did it pay off. It paid off, Trey. Like you. You on the London team, you go to the World Championship, and myself included, I've I've criticised London more than once, right? Thought I thought they were a middle-of-the-pack team. I thought, oh, they're okay. Like I never thought they were going to win any championships. Um, and they didn't that year, but top four at the World Championship is a hell of an achievement for that squad. Because um, obviously there was the three elite teams in Huntsman, FaZe, and Dallas, and... You went in and you beat people that we didn't know you were going to beat. Like, the Legion fell between you. Like, uh, New York, you beat your old New York team, right? Uh, Toronto Ultra, who had just won the homestand before. Like, those are not insignificant wins to put London to the top. You beat three of the teams like you guys were in contention with, only lose against the elite team. So what what clicked then? Like, what clicked at those events? Because I think you and Shawnee just went ballistic. Absolutely no fucking idea, bro. <laughs> We had horrible practice leading up to the event. We were getting absolutely bullets by everyone. I don't oh. know. You, you've probably heard it from everyone in my team. Sean's done podcasts. I think Matt said it on stream a few times. Like, yeah. we, 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 we were not good. Um, but one thing Wuskin said was, you know, we have that switch where we just flick it and we can play. And everyone hates playing European players. We, I don't know why. We're just weird to play. Yeah. I mean, I think a, lot, I think a good amount of European players no offense are just weird anyway <laughs> yeah. but that but that but that was actually it you know we didn't have good practice and we just turned up you um, just kept battering the team to put in front of you right like, yeah you know, I, I also said to ben i texted him the night before you know i was like listen ben i got new york then you um, we're coming i just said to him i was like i'm gonna win so <laughs> did you actually is that a genuine, genuine yeah i do have the text or something like that he was like he was like you got this bro i was like yeah i know i'm beating new york and then i'm beating you Jeez. Um, i always speak to ben like that though because you know my record against ben is hilarious it's like nine and one or something like that Oof. Oof. and I, I always say it to him as a troll 
Oh, that's um, mad. That's mad. Um, I suppose you know that's a. It's, it, it was a great end of year, and I, I'm guessing like for yourself, you're sitting there going, "Top four's a result." That is stock back up in there. Your risk you took paid off. Obviously, it's close to half a mil in prize money and stuff between five years, but still, it's 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 redemption, right? It is. Yeah, I made I made the I made the money back. Like the way I say, it, I made the money back that I lost from like making the transfer and yeah. you know got my stock back up. And yeah. that was the main thing what I wanted to do. I wanted to get my stock back up for next year. So whatever I do, I have my spot and my job secure. Yeah. No, I, I think it paid off. And congratulations. Now, I have kept you here for a long time because your career is so interesting to me. And I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do apologize. I know we were joking before. It's going to be a, a while. But like I said, there's a lot to go through. You've done an awful lot in Call of Duty, right? Um, so we're doing quickly questions from the chat. There are some quick fire questions going through. The last question I kind of want to ask you, and I can't, say too much about this because i kind of know what's happening but is there anything you can tell people watching or listening to this about your future in call of duty i know you're not allowed to say some stuff um but i don't want to say anything for you on this regard i know (laughs) you know i'm waiting just as much as you guys you'll find out whenever i don't know (laughs) There we go. I wish I could. T- I, w- yeah. I wish I could tell you, but I just no. genuinely don't know myself. So that's fair. That, find that... out. You'll find out when I find out. You'll find out via Twitter when I find out via a message. That is that is fair. Um, as it's something like I said. I don't want to. I don't want to speak on your behalf or anything like that. Um, so we'll we'll move on then. Someone actually asked what role you're playing next year. Um, again, same question. I think you can you can kind of bring it up. No, Which... I can say that. Oh, go on. Because you know. So not a role what I'm going to be playing next year. It's a role that I want to play next year. Oh, okay. And that's a flex. Because in my mind, I am one of the most versatile players in COD. I can run a sub, I can run an AI, and I would like running a sniper, so... Okay, awesome. Good answer. Damn good answer. Uh, would you ever play with a team made up of all Americans again? Uh, yes, I'd like to give it another go. I'm not one to stay away from a bad experience. Awesome, great answer. Uh, what roles did you play as an AM before you went pro? Uh, and when did you realize what you were best at running? Kind of ties into that flex thing you were talking about. Uh, we play, when I was an AM, uh, you know, we played AW when I was an AM, so you never really, you know, it was an AR, it was a battle or an ASM1, and they all done yeah. the same thing. But when I joined Infused, I was still doing the role that I was doing, which was, uh, I was running both, I was a flex. I've been a flex pretty much my whole career, bar this year and iw where iw i kind of was a flex but i changed halfway through that's fair that's fair um someone's asking why why mad cat has struggled to get into a league team the last few years and if you i don't know if you want to come on that at all or i i don't know uh personally i felt like he got maybe a bit scapegoated on that splice team yeah. back in world war Two, and you know a lot of people talk and you know i don't think there was a bad player he's one of he's like like I said, he's one of my best friends as well. I speak to him every day. You know, he lives 15 minutes away from me. Um, so that's fair. No, I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, literally, that's one. That's one person I'd love to see on the league team because I know he's he's very passionate. <laughs> very passionate. That's fair. Um, someone asked, "How does it feel to be the best dressed player in COD?" Uh, I don't know if I'm the best dressed. I've certainly got some style though, so I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. But I won't say I'm the best dressed. Style. I think, I think, Swan, Jerd, and Kenny might be taking my place on that one. Okay, I mean that's 
Because, I mean, no one's since one for three years. So I think you're fine. Uh, <laughs> um, last question, I suppose, is probably about um, when you first joined the, Ra the Ravens, right, that year. What were the vibes like walking into that team with, like, because you went from an American team to a uk team was there just like a, a difference in vibes or the uh, attitude or well, i remember that? i literally remember i signed with a new agent yeah so i paid off my old agency signed with a new agent and he was like this was like a day before london gave me the offer they were like yo i think london are gonna sign you you know i was like nah bro like they ain't got they, they won't do that well, uh, i get into bed next year you know I get a message from the GM. Yo, can you call? <laughs> I was like, yeah, go on then. So I'm laying in bed uh, on the phone. They're like, yeah, we want to pick you up, blah, blah. And I hear Matty and Brad in the background, like, let's get it going, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I, remember, I remember just waking up next day or a few days after that to scrim. And yeah, the vibes are great. You know? Just join the call and they're all like, just being the Marshall Brothers, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I joined. I just had a big, cheesy grin on my face just because I was able to scrim again. I was back in the league. You know, it's great. Yeah. I was enjoying it. Ah, that's good to hear, man. That's really good to hear. All right. I suppose we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. I've taken up a lot of your time to go through. Um, anything else you kind of want to, like... I, actually, there's one last question because I think it's a good one. Walking through the signing process, what was the most difficult signing you've ever had stress-wise? Like, how stressful is it to sign as a pro player nowadays? Um... I don't want to say it's stressful. Um, you know, there's a lot of asks that a player can want and an org can want, and you know, you have to find a middle ground and meet in the middle. Um, Salary is one of them, prize money is one of them, and you know, add-ons, bonuses, anything like that. But I'll tell you why it's no stress for me because I have someone doing it for me, and yeah, that's okay. one thing I advise people to do is to find someone that you want to play and not play that you want to work with. You don't have to do it. I know a lot of big players that don't have an agent because they don't want to lose some money. Um, but, you know, I have a, a friend as my agent. He's great. Um, Takes and, a lot of stress out of it, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I just let him deal with it. And if he has a question, he'll ask me, I'll give him an answer, and then you go back and forth, back and forth, and it's great. Fair enough. Awesome. All right. Uh, any last thing you want to say to the people watching or listening, Trey? Have a great night or a day, wherever you're watching, and hopefully I have some information soon. I hope so too, so I can change my thumbnail. Um, <laughs> but again, thank you so much for taking me through your, your history in Call of Duty. It's storied, and I'm sure we will speak again at some point. I very much enjoyed it. It has been great kind of reliving uh, Call of Duty history with you as well. Uh, but thank you to everyone watching and listening as well. This has been the Bryce Cast. I am Bryce, and we will see you 